I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. It's been an up-and-down West Coast trip for the Yankees. First, they go into Oakland and get swept, then proceed to move on to Los Angeles and take two out of three against one of the best teams in baseball. Did the Yankees overlook the Oakland Athletics? We'll look at that series, the Dodgers series, and more on this episode of the Pinstripe Talk podcast, which begins right now. Do you love Yankee baseball? If so, this is the show for you. Welcome to Pinstripe Talk with your host, Nick Delahanty. Broadcasting from the Vivid Seat Studio, this is another episode of the Pinstripe Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Delahanty. The New York Yankees are currently on the West Coast, wrapping up their West Coast trip. And it was an up-and-down first couple of games for them. We'll break down both the Oakland series and the Los Angeles Dodgers series on this episode. We'll finish up the West Coast trip on our next episode for you. A lot to talk about today. Before we get into that, we want to remind you that we are active on social media. Find us on Twitter at PinstripeTalkND. That's the account for the show. My personal account at Nick underscore Delahanty. Find us on Facebook by searching up Pinstripe Talk Podcast. Like the show on there. All the feedback is appreciated. A reminder that our show is available on all podcasting platforms. Apple Podcasts is the big one. Go on there, subscribe, rate, and review the show. Any feedback we get from you guys 
is appreciated. Definitely helps us generate more interest in the show. You can also find us on Google Play Music, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, CastBox, Breaker. You name it, basically our show is there for you. A lot of outlets for you to utilize. Share the link with your friends. Let them join in on the conversation. We love talking Yankees baseball. We hope that you eventually help others join in on our conversation. The movement's growing. Make sure you jump on the bus right now as the movement continues to grow. Again, this is a big series for the Yankees. A big trip as they prepare for the postseason. At this point, it looks like it's almost inevitable that the Bronx Bombers are going to be representing the American League in the playoffs. It's just a matter of if they're able to cap off the division or if they struggle, which we all hope doesn't happen, that they fall into a wild card spot. But all signs look good right now. Looks like we're going to have Yankees baseball in October, which is a great thing. And you just hope that this is the year that they end the World Series drought and bring home the championship where it belongs. The Yankees go into Oakland. And I really don't want to get into the specifics of the series because the Yankees go into Oakland and get swept. And it wasn't a series where they got blown out. You know, if you look at the final scores, it was 6-2, 6-4, and 5-3. All close games. But the thing that kind of stands out to me, and it might just be me, you know, I couldn't be reading into it. I like to read into a lot of things. But to me, I just feel like the Yankees didn't have that fire that they eventually showed in the Dodgers series. And I started to question, are the Yankees really overlooking the Oakland Athletics? The A's are a good team. They're a good baseball team. They're going to stick around. They're in the middle of the pack in terms of battling for a wild card spot in the American League. But it just had that feel of, of that the Yankees were, I don't even want to say taking them lightly, but more so looking ahead. Let's be honest here. The Yankees knew what was coming up this past weekend. They knew what was ahead of them. They knew what was coming. This was the series that everybody really pinpointed as one that could be a, an eventual World Series matchup. And I and the Yankees, they're not dumb. Let's not forget, athletes are humans too. They know what the media is talking about. They read the newspapers. They read social media. They know what's going on. It doesn't surprise me if this team had bigger visions past this athletic series. And going into Oakland, the Yankees struggle there. It's been a real struggle for them in the past, recently in the past, but you have to take into consideration, you know, Players Weekend was coming up. The Yankees were playing the Dodgers in Dodger Stadium with that Players Weekend. You know, different jerseys, uh, the players get to show off those jerseys. We'll talk more about those in a little bit. And it just had that feel as if they had bigger things in mind. And that was the Dodgers. So you go into this series, you look at Game 1, Domingo Herman, who has been, we talk about it all the time, who's been excellent all year. He really struggled a lot, five runs. And at that point, the Yankees were down 3-1 after one. And it's an uphill battle from there. The good thing about this is Aaron Judge hit a home run that he pulled. Uh, you know, you look back and Meredith Morakovic asked him, you know, does it does it feel good about pulling that home run? And Judge says, you know, what does it really matter? You know, I hit a home run. It doesn't really matter where. But it was a good sign to see Judge hit the ball with authority. 
especially pulling the ball. So you take that as kind of a win in that situation. But again, you get outdueled by Homer Bailey, a guy who the Reds basically pushed off. They didn't want this guy. And, you know, he's got a 5 ERA. He really didn't make the Yankees look good. With such a good, important lineup, you expect more against somebody like a guy like Homer Bailey. Nothing against Bailey, of course, but he's still a major league pitcher. However, you just expect this Yankee lineup to do some damage against the guys that they really should take advantage of. Then you go into game two, and Jay Happ, I'm sorry, I'm going to beat the drum here. I'm sick and tired of Jay Happ. If you go back into the offseason, I thought it was a good signing to bring him back. Silly me. You know, I thought that the second half of the year showed that Hap could handle the Bronx, that it was a good situation for him. It was a, a relatively good deal. But watching him pitch absolutely made me sick that night. Gary Sanchez on numerous occasions calling signs, and Hap continuously shook him off. And it just was a miscommunication. You could tell Sanchez was getting frustrated behind the plate, and you never want to see that from your catcher. And there was just definitely a a miscommunication there. Somebody wasn't on the same page. And it's just frustrating. Hap has just not had it all year. Another non-quality start from him. And you have to wonder, you know, how much more of a leash does this guy have? What are the Yankees going to do with him? He's still under contract for next year. Is he using his fastball too much? Or is it just a sign of this guy his stuff is diminishing and the Yankees have a problem on their hands as to what they're going to do with him because it's really frustrating watching this guy pitch. And it's a disappointment because I think he could be better. And you just wait for that one or two starts in a row where he strings something together, but it just hasn't happened. And, and it's rather frustrating, and I'm not going to lie. So I'm sick of talking about J-Hap. Let's go to game three. Yankees end up getting swept. You had Tanaka on the mound. You hope that Tanaka could end this miserable series with a win but he gets out dueled by Tanner Roark yes Tanner Roark if you look at the guys the Yankees got out dueled by on the mound it's rather frustrating it's just a really ugly situation Tanaka goes six wasn't great but was able to kind of save the bullpen a bit they bring in Sessa to, to finish up the game in this game Glaber Torres hits two home runs right before our eyes Glaber's becoming a superstar in this game I don't care what anybody has to say yeah, he's got to learn how to run the bases a little better. And yeah, you know, he's a he's still a baby, this kid. He's 22 years old. He's going to grow. He's going to mature as a player. And day in and day out, you just see the progression. You see just how potent of an offensive weapon he's becoming. And it's really nice to see. This is a guy that the Yankees could plug in the middle of their lineup for six more years, five or six more years. You take that in a heartbeat. We talked about it a couple of shows ago about trades where you sit back and you say to yourself, which side won the trade? And that's the usual conversation that you have. With the Glaber Torres trade, both the Cubs and the Yankees won that deal. The Cubs, who were on a World Series drought that was longer than eternity, get the closer that they need to help get them over the hump. And the Yankees, credit to Brian Cashman, get a potential superstar in Torres who could be a mainstay in their lineup for years to come. Yes, the Yankees haven't won a World Series, but there's a guy that could help get them there. That's how good Gleyber Torres is, and he's only getting better. And it's going to be exciting to see 
just what the Yankees' plans are for him. Do they plan on moving him to shortstop next year? Do they let Didi Gregorius walk knowing that you have Torres who could play short? Maybe you plug in DJ LeMayhew full-time at second base. It's going to be really interesting. The Yankees are going to have a lot of questions this offseason. And Torres is a guy that is going to be in the middle of it as not only an untouchable, but a cornerstone franchise type of player for this team. So this series in general, ugly, not fun, and caused Yankee Twitter to go a little nuts, understandably so. You know, you get swept by a playoff team, a team that you might end up seeing come the postseason, depending on how things shape up. You Then you go into L.A., and it just leaves a little bit of concern because now you're going in after getting swept and you're playing a team that has been absolutely amazing all year. A team that a lot of people have christened as the National League favorite to be representing the National League in the World Series. So the Oakland series, yeah, it stings. Maybe the Yankees did take them lightly. Maybe they were looking ahead. But the way that the Yankees were able to bounce back really showed just what this team is capable of. We're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we'll break down the Dodgers series and just how important it is for the Bronx Bombers moving forward. That and more on this episode of the Pinstripe Talk podcast, powered by Overtime Media. Hey, Yankees fans, are you heading to Yankee Stadium anytime soon? Remember to check out the Vivid Seats mobile app. Use the promo code OVERTIME in the Vivid Seats mobile app to save up to $100 on all ticket purchases for first-time customers only. You wanted to go see the Yankees in action? Use this great promo at Vivid Seats Mobile. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. And we're back here on the Pinstripe Talk podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Nick Delahanty. We are powered by Overtime Media, and we are proud to be powered by Overtime Media. Before we get back into the action, a reminder, follow us on Twitter at PinstripeTalkND. Find us on Facebook by liking up Pinstripe Talk Podcast. You want to help support our show? Head over to Teespring. We have an account on there. You could buy some t-shirts, sweatshirts, whatever you want. Help support our show. Help be a human promotion for us. All proceeds that are raised go toward the creation of our show. So any support that you do give us is appreciated. You can find those links on our social media sites if you're interested in purchasing some gear. Now, let's talk about the Yankees and Dodgers series. Yankees go into this series, as we mentioned before, they get swept by the A's. And not a comfy feeling if you're a Yankee fan or anybody in the organization. You don't know what to expect. Dodgers playing great baseball, one of the best teams in the league. Arguably, you can make the case that they might be the best team in the league, although we tend to disagree on that one. But you're going into Dodger Stadium. It's Players Weekend. And all the hype is surrounding this series. Can this be a series that we see in October? Could this be a potential World Series matchup? The hype was there. The postseason buzz was there. And the Yankees came to play. Taking 2-3 or three in this series. Before we get into the specific games, I want to talk a little bit about the Players Weekend. I love the idea. I think it's great. I think that it's a great way for the players to interact with the fans 
and give them a little bit of more background as to who they are. The players can wear special cleats, can use special bats, get to put a nickname on their jersey. The only thing that I don't like was the color of the uniforms. The black jerseys kind of grew on me. I liked the Yankees in the black. I didn't mind them. And then you look on the other side, and I absolutely hated the white colored uniforms. I hated them. First of all, I think it's the dumbest thing in the world that you have white uniforms and your pitchers have to wear black hats. They didn't think of that before that. Kershaw asked to wear his regular hat on Sunday Night Baseball and was denied. was told he had to wear a black hat. So I don't understand what the whole issue was with the hats, but I didn't like the white jerseys at all. If I had to rate them from a 1 to 10, I'd probably give them a 3. And the black jerseys are probably a 5 or a 6. But I like the idea, and I hope that Major League Baseball looks into this and makes it a little bit more likable in terms of the color schemes next year if they decide to do this next year. I love that the players get to express themselves. I love that aspect of it. I love reading into the backstories, into some of the nicknames. I think it's great. But I think that they could do a better job with the uniforms. I really do. I think they did a poor job this year with those. But I'm not going to complain. The Yankees looked good in them. The black looked all right. They went two or three. Who am I to complain? Let's jump right into game one. And you can make the case that Hung Jin Ryu was the front runner or one of the front runners for the National League Cy Young Award. The guy has been pitching phenomenal all year. But then he hit the Yankees lineup and didn't get out of the fifth inning. Allowed seven runs. The Yankees had a field day against them. Sanchez homered. He had a Gregorius homer. He had a grand slam. Judge homered. He had a couple of nice hits off of him that really got the ball rolling. And this is an interesting stat that I absolutely love. Ryu came into the game with a 1.64 ERA. Yes, 1.64 ERA. In home games this year, his first 11 starts, he allowed 7 earned runs in 77 and 2 thirds innings. 7 earned runs. On that night against the Yankees, he allowed 7 runs in just 4 and a third. So the Yankees had his number. They got to him early. And a big change, a big turning point in that game, the Dodgers decide to, to intentionally walk Gary Sanchez to load the bases for Didi Gregorius. And he comes up, and he absolutely hits a moonshot, gives the Yankees a 6-1 lead. Bravo to the Yankees offense for jumping on Ryu nice and early. They got him out of that ball game. And it was just a situation where the Yankees were able to keep adding on runs in lieu to their 10-2 victory. Credit to James Paxton. He's been great recently. There's been a lot difference in what Paxton has done. Earlier in the year, you could tell the knee was bothering him. It was an issue. It was something that he couldn't get past. And, you know, you can make the case that he wasn't mixing his pitches well. But every time he's gone out to the mound the last couple of starts, he's been efficient. He's been confident. You could tell that the way he's pitching, he's confident in what he's throwing. He's mixing his pitches while keeping batters off balance. It's been really fun to watch. And this is the James Paxton that we all thought we'd get when the Yankees made that big trade in the offseason. Before the season, I would have pinned Paxton as one of the most important players for this team moving forward. And right now, I'm very confident in giving him the ball. And a lot could change, obviously. we got a lot of time left before the postseason. He's got a, at least five or six starts left. 
But you're looking at Paxton now, and he looks like the front of the line ace that he got that the Yankees got in that trade. It's been that impressive. And he's been throwing the ball with authority. He's been throwing the ball with confidence. And it's just fun to watch. Hopefully he keeps it up. Because that's the guy you want on the mound in the postseason. That's the guy you want to see pitching a big game in the postseason. The Paxton of old, we'll just let him dwell on the past. Hopefully this is the Paxton that we get. And hopefully that Paxton's here to stay. Because if that's the case, he's going to be a very valuable weapon for the Yankees especially down the stretch this year as they compete for that World Series title. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Game two was a bit of a different story for the Yankees as they lose that one two to one. Just a really weird game for the Yankees, especially come the ninth inning. Yankees had a chance to tie the game and it became a fielder's choice play at second base where Brett Gardner slides into Max Muncie. Gardner ends up being safe after a challenge. But the Yankees thought that Glaber Torres should have scored on the play. If you watch the replay, Glaber broke toward the plate and was on the verge of scoring. And then all of a sudden, the umpire called timeout and said Glaber had to go back to third base. It was a really weird situation. Yankees weren't able to cap off the victory. They weren't able to take the lead. And CeCe wasn't terrible. You know, pitched four innings, allowed two runs. The bullpen did their job of keeping it close. Uh, the Yankees just couldn't get it going offensively. Credit to the Dodgers pitching. You know, after that game, it was a really weird situation how the game just unfolded. And, you know, you don't want to read too much into it. It's just something that it's frustrating, especially because Torres arguably should have scored. But what are you going to do about it? It is what it is. It's frustrating, yes. However, you got to look into that game three and bounce back and win that final game of the series and at least salvage two out of three against a team that a lot of people are saying is arguably the best team in baseball. And they were going to have a tough matchup on Sunday Night Baseball. They knew it going in. Domingo Herman was matched up against Clayton Kershaw. The Clayton Kershaw. The guy that is probably a Hall of Famer once his career is all said and done. You know, he's still pitching really well. 13-2 record going in, an under-3 ERA. And the Yankees were lucky. They missed Bueller in this series. So you got Ryu and you got Kershaw, but, you know, Bueller's also there. They have a nice top three of the rotation. That's going to help them come postseason time. And the first inning was both exciting and very scary because DJ LeMahieu, who a lot of people believe deserves MVP votes, comes up and hits a home run off Kershaw to start the game. And you're sitting there, you're saying to yourself, man, this is going to be a fun night. Yankees offense is going right away. But then Domingo comes to the mound, which is funny because his player's weekend jersey says Sunday on the back, and it was Sunday night baseball and he was pitching, allows a first pitch home run to Jock Peterson. And you say to yourself after his last start, oh boy, here we go. But 
that was all Domingo would let up. Domingo was phenomenal. Six innings, only allowed that one run. A lot of couple of hits and a couple of walks, but was really effective. Really did a nice job for this Yankee team. The Yankees added more runs on a Judge Homer, a Mike Ford Homer. Mike Ford ends up coming in that game. Didi gets hurt, gets hit by a pitch in the first inning. Ford comes in, ends up having two big hits for this team. Next man up mentality never fails. Yankees continue to thrive in that situation. They, they don't care who's on that field. No matter who it is, they're looking to win that game. They feel that they can win that game. Yankees go on to win that Sunday night game 5-1. to one. A couple of bright spots in this series. you got to look at Aaron Judge homered in all three games. Is Judge finally turning the corner and being the guy that we know he can be? We all knew how he was struggling at the plate. Hopefully, he's getting back on track. The Yankees desperately need him. Mike Ford, bravo to him. Like we mentioned before, two big hits in that game. It's not easy coming off the bench like that. Not getting regular playing time, especially in the in the National League setting. And coming in and doing such a nice job. Ford homers against Kershaw. He's having the time of his life, man. Pitching, getting some innings on the mound. Then he hits a home run off, arguably one of the best pitchers to ever play the game. Good for him. Domingo again. Domingo, Domingo, Domingo. What more can I say about him? 17-3. and three, Continues to dominate on the mound. Yankees bullpen. You look at Adovino, Canley, Britton, Chapman. Holding down the fort to close that third game of the series. The Yankees bullpen is going to be the reason they get as far as they get this year. We all know it. Those guys have been doing their job all year round. Look at Canley. This guy was pitching in AAA last year. And now he's back. He has been unbelievable for this team. He's been a bright spot. And it's only going to get scarier if they get Dylan Batances back. And Severino. These guys are around the corner. So you look at this six-game span. You say to yourself, man, that Oakland series, that stung. That stunk. That was the worst. But then you look at the Dodgers series. You take two or three from the Dodgers in L.A., I'll take it, hands down. You know, it's not ideal. You don't want to lose any series. You don't want to lose that series to Oakland. You don't want to give them any firepower. But you take care of a team that a lot of people keep saying are better than you. If you look at ESPN's rankings, you look at the rankings of everybody the Dodgers are continuously ahead of the Yankees in the rankings. And I'm sure it annoys people. I'm sure it frustrates people. But who cares about the ratings? Who cares? The Yankees took care of business on the field against two of the top pitchers in the game. If the season ended today, Kershaw and Ryu would both get Cy Young votes. We all know that. And the Yankees beat both. They took down both. And that's a great confidence booster heading into Seattle series which we're going to recap and break down on our next episode. But that's a bounce-back series, and that's what good teams do. They don't let one bad series dictate what is going to be moving forward. They bounce back. No matter what's going on, no matter who's on the field, no matter what injuries have occurred, this Yankee team continues to fight and battle and prove everyone wrong. And it's been status quo all year. And it's really, really fun to watch. Because on a nightly basis, you don't know what player or players are going to help this team win the game. It's a surprise every night. And different guys have stepped up. And this is definitely not a one-man team. This is the next man up. Replace for 28. It's exciting. And this series has to hype you up if you're a Yankee fan. Because... This is the one that has been circled on the calendar for a while. You hate to look ahead 
But series like these sometimes mean more, especially from a fan's perspective. So it's fun. We have to enjoy it a little bit. But the Yankees got to get back to business and continue to win some ball games. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Can you believe that we're almost in the month of September already? It seems like the season has flown by. It's exciting because the playoffs are right around the corner, but it's really amazing just how quick the months during the summer go, especially when the Yankees are rolling and it's exciting times in the Bronx. After the Seattle series, the Yankees will come home for a quick six-game home series against the A's and the Texas Rangers. Yankees get a chance to redeem themselves against the A's at home. Hopefully they don't overlook them this series. Texas comes in from Monday to Wednesday to start September. That should be an interesting series as well. Then the Yankees head on a very long road trip. They go to Boston for four, to Detroit for three, and then they wrap up in Canada against the Blue Jays for another three before they come home for another homestand. Exciting times for the Yankees as more information, news, rumors, anything comes along. We'll continue to break it down. We hope that you continue to join in on listening to our show. We appreciate all our listeners. This is episode number 42, the same 42 that the great Mariano Rivera wore for so many years in the Bronx. As more shows go on, our viewership continues to grow, and that is a testament to you guys for being our loyal listeners, and we continue to thank you for all your support. Remember, you want to support us more, go to Teespring, order shirts, get yourself some nice gear. The gear is nice. Trust me, I bought some myself. I'm a human promotion. I love wearing my gear. Heck, I might be buying shirts to give away on Twitter. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at PinstripeTalkND, my personal account at Nick underscore Delahanty. Find us on Facebook by searching up Pinstripe Talk Podcast. Like our show on there. Heck, share the page if you want. Help us out. We're available on all podcasting platforms. If you're listening today, you already know what your favorite one is. However, you can find us on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe, rate, and review the show. Google Play Music, Spotify, TuneIn Radio. You name it, we're on there. We give you a lot of different outlets. Share them with your friends. Let them join in on our conversation. You want your voice heard on our show? Send us an email, pinstripetalk at gmail.com. We do a fan section on random shows. We'll incorporate those into the mix. You have a question, you have a comment, you have a statement, you want to argue something we've talked about. We're more than welcome. And we will definitely let your voice be heard. And we'll talk about what you have to say. So hit us up. Don't be afraid. Join in on the conversation. That's going to wrap it up for today's show. We are powered by Overtime Media. And we are coming to you live from the Vivid Seats studio. Remember, use the promo code OVERTIME in the Vivid Seats mobile app to save up to $100 on all ticket purchases. That's for first-time customers only. You head into the Bronx? You want to see the Yankees before they hit the playoffs? Use this great offer. Save yourself some money. You can thank me later. You buy tickets, you use this promo. Send me a tweet. Send me an email. Let me know. We'll highlight it on our show. Take advantage of this Overtime Media special promo. 
we definitely are going to take advantage of it. We hope that you take advantage of it as well. That's going to wrap up the Pinstripe Talk podcast for today. I'm your host, Nick Delahanty. Once again, another show is in the books. Hopefully, next time we talk, the Yankees go on a nice hot streak and we can talk about all the good things that are happening in the Bronx. Until then, once again, I'm Nick Delahanty. This is the Pinstripe Talk podcast powered by Overtime Media. We'll catch you next time. As always, let's go Yankees. The push to October continues on. We'll see you next time. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.